you have to get started. It takes practice to get better. The only way that you're going to show up and be good at what you want to do is to do it scared, to start somewhere. I was so held back by fear and I wanted everything to look so perfect. And um, I think putting it out imperfectly is so much more important than waiting till it's perfect to start. Hi, friend. Welcome to another episode of Why Can't I? The Coach and Grow Co. podcast. I'm Sarah Hegstrom, CEO of The Coach and Grow Co., where we build healthy health coaching businesses and healthy profits online. And my goal for this show is to bring you episodes that have you asking the very important question. One I've been asking myself from a young age, why can't I? Followed by a little bit of watch me. All right, let's dive in. Hello, and welcome to Coach Grow Flow, a segment of my podcast where I bring on health coaches that I want to showcase who are doing great work in the world. And today I am so excited to have Jessica Gilman, who is a health coach who focuses mainly on weight loss and holistic healing using nourishing foods. We're going to get into that today because I am all about that. And then she also has a podcast called Hungry for More. Jessica is also a co-coach in the Launch Coach Grow community, um, so you may have seen her around, but today we're really going to get to know her. So Jessica, thank you so much for being here. Yay. Thank you for having me. Happy to be here. Yay. Okay, cool. So Jessica, for those who don't know you, why don't we kick off with where you do your health coaching, like what you focus on and how you see clients? Yeah. So... You kind of mentioned it in the intro, but I would say that my coaching, you know, niche is sort of in transition right now. It's transitioning from healthy weight loss without restriction to more of holistic healing with food, particularly for people with thyroid conditions, autoimmune diseases, digestive issues. And I'm still working on how that's going to all be packaged up. I'm lucky enough right now to have a few clients who trust me to help them with these specific issues. And so it's, it's been fun for me to make the transition, but sort of it sort of in between right now. Jessica, how long have you been a health coach? So I went to IIN in 2017, graduated in 2018. And I had one client right after I graduated before I moved to Seattle for three years. And when I moved, I got a regular full-time job and I wasn't coaching. So I really took off with coaching as of early 2020, Okay, Okay. which was a tough time because March, 2020, everything changed. Yeah, for sure. And I remember when you came into my life, what a great day. And we started working together and you shared a little bit about like your health journey and your health challenges And I feel like you are shifting your focus to more be in alignment with that. Definitely. It's probably, it's been like a year and a half. Would you say? I would say so. Yeah. I think it's very common for health coaches when they're getting started to focus on things that they know a lot of people will want like weight loss. And it is an easier thing to sell. And then the we're going to unpack that, guys. We're going to unpack that. We're going to do some coaching. We're going to we're going to do some coaching today, everybody. Don't worry, you're in the right spot. But go ahead, Jessica. 
Yeah. You know what? You actually, you're calling me on it. And I think that there's a good point here that selling something that people really, really need, like I have a health condition and I need somebody who knows more about it. Maybe that's actually an easier sell because especially if you're going through it yourself, like me, I have Hashimoto's. You want to help other people with those same issues as you figure it out. Yeah. So here's what's easier to sell. What's easier to sell is a thing that you are comfortable with you are passionate about. So for you and a lot of other health coaches, myself included, when we start, we might feel more passionate about the thing that we're personally dealing with. The thing that we're personally dealing with, that's the thing that's the most fresh and that we are researching and studying and implementing and, you know, doing. So we're passionate about that thing. But the thing that we're most confident in probably isn't that thing if we're going through it. And so it is, you have to get to a place where you're passionate and you're confident. And that is what is easy to sell. And I think the reason a lot of health coaches do weight loss is because you've been able to master that. You've experienced weight loss. So you're like, yeah, I can do that. And people say, I want to lose weight. And so you're like, oh, that that means that it's easy to sell. It's a very tangible thing. But the truth is... People who are dealing with thyroid issues, like if you can help them, if you can help them get through it, have more energy, get off medications, even lose weight, that is going to be easy to sell too. Life-changing. Yeah, really powerful. So I guess I just wanted to bring attention to this point because I think that it's so normal. It's been my journey too. As a health coach, I started off with like doing healthy habits. That was like, I was very comfortable with healthy habits. I was like, I adopted all these healthy habits. I was very comfortable with that. Then I did weight loss, right? I lost weight. I was very comfortable with that, right? And now business coaching, when I started, it was very, I don't know, it's very just like, hey, here's how you like go full time and sign clients and make money. And now it's really shifting to a more feminine and masculine approach, right? It's like, hey, maybe you don't want to make the most money. Maybe you just want to have a happy life, right? Maybe you just want to um, work with a few clients. Like it can look like so many different things. And so I just think that your story, Jessica, is so powerful. And I love to see you shift into this niche that I think is going to be so beautiful for you. And I love that you have clients that you can test this out because this is also something that I recommend is like, hey, instead of like, creating this huge program and like making a big fuss about it on social media. And like, it's this big transition and it's like a huge thing. And it feels like very scary. It's like, just ease into it, test it out, see how you like it. It's so smart. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it's so interesting how it's sort of falling into my lap, which I think is a little bit of a sign, right? But my most recent uh, referral was from a friend, a, a longtime friend. We're not even that close anymore. He doesn't live anywhere near me. But he has heard me talk about my experience with Hashimoto's on my social media. And he referred a longtime friend who is recently very, very sick with the thyroid condition. And he's trying to figure it out. And first of all, that's a huge compliment that you're trusting me with your friend. The only reason he knows about it is because of my ability to show up online and talk about it in the first place. Yeah. So... Uh, it starts to come full circle the longer that you do this and the more honest you are and the more that you're able to talk about your specialty and the things that you're you're working on for yourself. Yeah, I love it. Okay, just tell us something that you are really proud of 
with your health coaching? Like what is something that comes to mind that you're really proud of? Oh, that's such a good question. I think it's honestly, it's a lot of growth. I was terrified to show up, to talk to people. I didn't think that anybody would want to listen to me. I thought I was too young to get started when I first thought about going to IIN. In fact, I wish I started earlier when I originally thought about it. I didn't go for years. It's like, why would it somebody listen to a 22-year-old? I didn't go till I was like 27. Or now something. there's people who are like 18, like starting their businesses yeah. and like crushing it. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. So I, I mean, I would say the thing that I'm most proud of is the transformation, the growth, the it's changed me as a person to go through difficult things and try and start a business. I don't know that I ever really thought that I could. And I think about the girl who joined your free boot camp, who was depressed and terrified to show up, hated seeing herself on camera, would never get on a vodcast and talk. <laughs> so I think that those are big accomplishments. Huge, huge. Starting a business, entrepreneurship, it is the biggest way to transform yourself. You're going to have to work on so many limiting beliefs. You know, you're going to have to overcome mindset blocks, other people's opinions, judgments. It's so much growth. Honestly, like if you are somebody who wants to grow, whether or not you actually want to have like a business, like getting into entrepreneurship, it will help you grow. It will 100% help you grow. And I just love that, that you shared this because I do think about you in the mastermind uh, many years ago and just how you were showing up then versus how you show up now. And I definitely see the growth on your social media talking about what you actually believe in rather than what's safe, right? It's one thing to show up on social media and share something that pretty much everybody believes in versus sharing things that are a little bit polarizing, right? But are true for you. And so I love your growth. I love being part of it. It's so powerful. And like, I introduced Jessica in the community as like a firecracker, as somebody who has opinions and things to say. And so, yeah, just when you were talking, it it did take me back to the mastermind and how when I think about you then, it, it is different than how I see you now and how I would describe you now. Yeah, me too. And I joined at a rough time in my life, but... I, I would n I will never be that girl again too. That's I think that's the other interesting thing. Yeah. Yeah. And like honestly, for anybody watching or listening to this, if you're like going through a rough time in your life, like just know like we all have them. And like if you are gonna have a coaching business or if you are gonna help people, like you can do it when you are going through a tough time. Jessica did it. Like we formed a really great relationship. I consider Jessica a good friend now, a part of the community. Like that's never going to change. And like, yeah, I remember it was a really challenging time for you, but you still showed up and you shared what was going on. And, and maybe you didn't show up how like you envisioned it, but I still think it was, it was perfect though. It was like what you needed and what was available to you at that time. Exactly. Yeah. And I had made the, um, very conscious decision to invest in my business. I knew that if I didn't do that, I was going nowhere. And then, you know, life rained all over me at the same time. Yeah. And maybe it slowed me down. Uh, maybe it changed the way that I moved forward, but it definitely tested my commitment to it. And 
I'm still here. So, well, and you met your podcast host. So if I did. you would have waited, <laughs> right? How crazy. It's so crazy no. how things are happening for you, whether you believe it or not, like when you are in the thick of it, you know what I mean? Like you're in the thick of it. You feel like things are not working for me. Life is against me. Life is hard. But like, if you just wait, give it some time, you will be able to look back and see that it actually was working for you. And I want to talk about your podcast, but I just, I think that's so crazy. Like if you were like, Oh, I'm going through a hard time. I'm not going to invest in my business right now. I'm going to invest next year. You might not have the podcast today. Probably not. Probably wouldn't. There's no way I would have met Elisa, who's my co-host for my show. She was also in Sarah's mastermind at the time. And she lives in Hawaii. There's zero chance we would have met. (laughs) Okay. And I love that too, because a lot of people will reach out to me and they'll be like, Sarah, I'm a health coach. I'm thinking about being a health coach, but I don't want to work online because I need to be able to connect with people, right? Connection is very important to us health coaches because I feel like I'm like, I need connection. You know, in order for me to help someone, I got to know them. But they're like, I can't connect with people online. Jessica freaking connects with somebody and does a podcast runs another (laughs) business with somebody all the way in Hawaii. So like, Jessica, tell us about that. Tell us about your relationship, the connection, the podcast. Yeah, it's so funny. And for most of the program itself, Elisa and I weren't really connected. But at the very end, we ended up taking a mindset workshop together, someone's Facebook group. And so that brought us closer and we, we talked. And then after the mindset, the mastermind ended, uh, we decided to help each other out and stay accountable to each other because that was the piece that starts to be missing once you end a program with support. And that went on for a long time. And we had talked about doing something together many times. And finally, we decided to launch a podcast. We didn't know what we wanted to do. We knew it was going to probably be health, wellness, mindset-based, and it is. And we just made it happen. We talk daily. I just went to her wedding in on Oahu, spent a bunch of money to go see her and meet her for the first time in person after two years of being friends and talking almost every day. <laughs> um, and it's been a blessing. She leads a totally different life than me. She is a life coach, not a health coach. And she's also a tour guide. So often she's off traveling the world. And, you know, we, we're so close. It's so amazing that I made this connection, this support, probably a lifelong friend from a business coaching course. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. And and that just like shows that you can connect with people online, yeah. right? And so Jessica, do you mainly coach people online? I do. Yeah. Um, my clients come from all over, really. Some of them are referrals. Some of them are people in my life. And some of them do come from social media. But most of my sessions do happen virtually on Zoom. I have one set of clients who likes to come over who happens to be locally, but they're in my rare minority. minority. And there's so many benefits to being able to just jump online and talk to somebody. It doesn't matter where they live versus having to invite people over or go to them. Or, I mean, there's, there's benefits to that too, of course. But for the sake of running a business that is what am I trying to say? Like organized and concise, and it's so much easier to do it online for everybody. Yeah. 
Yeah. I do think that too. I remember when I started health coaching, it was a little bit less common, like in 2014 to be doing Zooms. But I remember like the first handful of clients, like the second time they're like, it's really nice that I don't have to drive anywhere. I'm like, I know, right? They're like, yeah, I'm wearing my sweats or I just got done with school. And so I'm like in my pajamas. Is that okay? They're like, yeah, that's totally fine. You know, so. Totally. Well, I think the difference too, like my mom is also a health coach. She's the one who inspired me to go to IIN and she does in-person sessions only. She's done some phone sessions and stuff, but she's not on the tech train necessarily. So she does in-person sessions and they're wonderful in their own way, but she's not able to do an hour session with people. They definitely are longer. She spends more time. Yeah. Deep connections though. Yeah, for you sure. Know, it's just different. Yeah. I mean, and there's lots of ways to do it. You know, like you, Jessica, you do mostly online, but some in person. I have clients who are health coaches and personal trainers. So they'll do a lot online, but then they'll do some personal training in person. There's so many ways that you can go about it. It's just finding what works best for you. I personally love online. It's just, it's too easy. And like, I'm a homebody, like I like connection, but I do like being in my home where I have all of my things. <laughs> it's just like, so comfortable. <laughs> it's just so comfortable. Okay. Let's talk about a challenge. Let's talk about a challenge that maybe you're currently facing or a challenge that you faced, like, let's say in the name of growth, like what's been your biggest growth challenge or something that you're currently working through? Yeah. So I would say like currently, I mean, originally my challenges were definitely fear of showing up and I've overcome that. I'm not afraid to be on camera. I'm not afraid to talk about probably anything health related. Ask me a question. I have answers for you. I'm not afraid to talk to clients. Uh, I'm not afraid to tell somebody that I don't have an answer for you, but I know where to go to look for it. I'm ready for all of that. Which I want to just pause, Jess. That's huge, girlfriend, by the way, like that. For some, maybe that sounds like, oh, that's not that much. But like, if you're a new health coach, you know, like being able to have that level of confidence, like, oh, I might not know the answer, but like, I'm still a good health coach. I can still provide value. Like, I really think that is where things really, that that's like the tipping point for health coaching. Like when you can get to that place of like, yeah, if I don't know, I'm okay. Or like, Hey, this is my opinion. If you don't like it, that's okay. A lot of coaches take a long time to get to that point. And that's why all the other stuff becomes kind of hard is because that fear takes over. So I love that you're like, that's not an issue for me anymore. That's freaking huge. Yeah. And it, and it did take time to get there. It takes, honestly, it takes experience, Yeah, you know, and if you're a health nut, like, like I am, you have resources, you know, who you trust to go to look for answers. So it's like, yeah, I'm not a doctor. I might not have every answer and go to medical school, but I know what to do to help people no matter what. Yeah. Most of the time. Yeah. And, and if it is out of my realm, I'm not afraid to say that either. Yeah. That's, I love it. Okay, um, so we move past that. Check. Current, more current issues. I would say something that really gets in my way and I'm still working through it because of my Hashimoto's. My energy is really up and down. My mood can go with it. Uh, it's been a year now of me working on healing my body with medical medium techniques. And I will also admit that I'm a little fatigued from this year of working on it. And I... <laughs> I maybe I haven't been as on top of things. And so I'm trying to kind of come back around because I know that it helps me feel better. So that can lead to some of like 
bad behaviors when you have energy issues. And sometimes I'm like, am I actually tired or is this an excuse? You know? So I, I struggle with that a little bit. I also, I struggle with consistency and energy and consistency go very much hand in hand. I've always had some consistency issues though. So, and I, I get held back by perfectionism and overwhelm. I've gotten better certainly over my couple years and I'm very, I can recognize it so much better than before. Yeah. But those are challenges that I'm, I'm working through pretty much weekly. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, I feel like so many health coaches can relate to that. I mean, I can relate to that with like my current health challenges where it's like when you don't have the energy to show up how you used to show up or how some days you can show up, then it's it's really hard. And I kind of noticed in like your language just is like this judgment around it, right? This judgment of like, this is a bad behavior. When I'm doing good, it looks like this, right? And it's like, and consistency is another thing where it's like, what does it mean to be consistent? It can mean so many different things, right? It's true. And I don't know about you, but I've really found that when I remove this judgment of like what it should be and the same with like the overwhelm, if it's like, I have all of these things, like I have to do when I think about like all of the things and the pressure, then I feel pretty crummy. Whereas if I'm just like in them and I'm like, oh, I'm just going to do my best, whatever that is today. And that's going to be good enough. Then it's a lot easier and I don't get as overwhelmed right? But it's like, how do we tap into that? Yeah. And I think that, I think that I have this picture in my head of what my business is supposed to look like on my end in the back end. And the truth of the matter is I am somebody who has her ups and downs with her energy. I'm somebody who loves to like have those uber creative genius moments and I will lean into them. And then there's moments where I got nothing. Mm -hmm. And instead of just being like, okay, let's find a different area to work on that maybe doesn't require the creative genius right now, I can be hard on myself about it and be like, no, you have to come up with something. <laughs> so it's leaning into your personality, your work habits. It's getting away from the expectations of what's been drilled into my head my entire life of how work is supposed to look. Yes. The nine to five isn't real for yeah. entrepreneurs. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. When you were talking about, you have this idea of what like the back end of your business is supposed to look like. Like my first question is like, says who, like, why does it have to look that way? Right. And, and maybe you answered that in terms of like it being drilled into you from like your nine to five. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. more organized, more, you know, I know exactly what to do the second that I sit down. And that is what a nine to five looks like. You show up, someone taught you how to do your job. You have your emails, you have your tasks for the day, you get it done, you go home. Entrepreneurship isn't like that. <laughs> yeah. Especially in the beginning. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, I just really want to encourage you, Jessica, to embrace like your creative flow and like your creative genius moments. You know what I mean? Because when you do that, it's kind of like what I teach in five hours a week. Like you can be more successful working less, but we do have to kind of like, I think of it as like peeling off these layers of like what we were taught and like what success means. Right. And it's like, 
it's funny to me because we go into entrepreneurship to have this freedom and yet we lock ourselves into this old model. It's like, I want to be an entrepreneur. So I have like more freedom and I can like rest when I want to rest and take breaks when I want to take a break. But then it's like, I'm so tired. I'm so tired, but I have to work. It's like, wait, what? Right. Right. (laughs) And, and that, and that takes time. I think of it kind of like vacation, like me on vacation. When I first go, I need a few days to like really relax and unplug and like entrepreneurship's the same thing, except it could take years. Yes. Could take years to fall into your rhythm and release. It takes years. I'm just going to say it takes years. Yeah. I do think, I do think some coaches are a little bit more go with the flow. Yeah. They're a little bit more just like, Hey, if it happens, it happens, you know, it also depends on what you need from the business. Yeah. If you're like, I got to make money right now. It's a lot of pressure. (laughs) Too much pressure. (laughs) So, I mean, if you, if you're somebody who understands that this is going to take time and you need to grow with it, you might be more go with the flow. Yeah. The desperation is not going to help. Yeah. And like being attached to the outcome and like putting the pressure on, like, I just have not seen clients have success with that. I would say like the big things that I see is like the sooner you get support, the better. If you wait, what I see, if you wait too long, what happens is you think all of that time that you spent like counts towards how long you've been at it, but maybe you didn't know a lot of the things you're learning. So you're already tired and burnt out when you go into support, right? So it's like, you want to get support as soon as you can. Yeah. That's like number one. And then being able to release that, that pressure and that control of like it having to happen or look a certain way. Cause like Jessica, your story is really this story of like personal growth and transformation and like confidence and like really tapping into like who you are and who you want to serve. And that doesn't happen overnight. No, it doesn't. And and it, I th- I'm glad it didn't, you know, in yeah. retrospect, I'm glad it didn't because I, I needed that time. I needed that space to develop into the coach that I am now. I love that. I feel like if you can have gratitude for your journey, like that also shows a lot of growth because a lot of people are like, I wish I would have done this, or this was my biggest mistake. And it's not true. I mean, it can be whatever you decide, whatever experience you want. So yeah, I love that. It doesn't serve to look back and regret. Amen, sister. I agree. I agree. Okay. Let's talk about advice. What would you say is one piece of advice you would give yourself when you were just starting out as a health coach? One piece of advice for sure is you have to get started. It takes practice to get better. The only way that you're going to show up and be good at what you want to do is to do it scared, to start somewhere. I was so held back by fear and I wanted everything to look so perfect. And um, I think putting it out imperfectly is so much more important than waiting till it's perfect to start. Yeah. I love that. What allowed you to actually start showing up? Like, what do you think it was if you look back that helped you move from like, Hey, it needs to be perfect. I'm afraid to show up to actually starting to show up. I think a lot of things, I think being, first of all, being around the support and these, and you and and people who have done it and were able to explain that, like, you just have to start somewhere. 
and you will get better at it. And I try and, and tell people this and, and launch coach and grow that like it takes practice and you're not going to like it. And if you want a, a real example of it, scroll back in my Instagram and go look at the imperfect and the fear watching me on camera is the funniest thing ever. Yeah, me too. That's, that's part of it. Honestly, sometimes I'll see coaches post their first reel and it's so good, not embarrassing at all. I'm like, that's not fair. No, like not you're fair. too good to be your first thing. Like <laughs> what is happening? Like you should have started way sooner. Cause this is like way too good. You've been like practicing behind the scenes for like years, you yeah. know, like you should be starting and like, we need to be able to scroll back and see your progress. And right. like, Jessica, like you're going to feel really grateful that you did. Yeah. That you started because that's how you get better. How are you going to get better at something brand new if you don't practice? Right. Well, and that's, I think that's the other thing that I say a lot is it's okay to be new at things. Nobody's amazing yeah. when they first start out. And I think adults expect to be good at things that they pick up. And if you're doing something new, that's just not the case. Kids are used to being new at things and they're not as freaked out by them. Adults aren't. Yeah, that's a good point. And honestly, like if you're not doing new things, like you're probably not growing very much. You're stagnating for sure. Yeah. Okay, let's do some rapid fire. Okay. So it can be like the first thought that comes to your mind. It can be a sentence or two, anything. I always say like rapid fire. And then I'm like, that just doesn't feel al in alignment to me. Cause like, I don't want to like, <laughs> let's dive into that. Some more. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so what would be your best advice for showing up for your clients and for yourself? <sighs> rapid fire. And here I'm thinking about it. Best advice would be First of all, be yourself. You don't have to show up as any other version of what you've seen. You show up as yourself and your clients will appreciate it. And showing up for yourself is the most important thing for being able to run a business, to feel good, to be healthy, especially as somebody with an autoimmune condition. Like I do have to come first. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Every coach, every CEO, head of business. So important that you take care of yourself because like without you, like it's going to be really hard for the business to run. So yeah, I love that, Jess. Okay. What about your favorite mindset book or a mindset book you're reading currently? Uh, I would say my all-time favorite was Leveraging the Universe, Mike Dooley. The book is great. The audio book is even better because he presents it in like a live format. He's presenting it at some sort of event and it's so fun. Cool. Yeah. I need to listen to that. It's been a while since I've read that. That was one of the first mindset books I read when I started my business. Um, big impact. Yeah. Big impact. Okay. I love that. Okay. What about, do you have a gratitude practice and what does that look like? Yeah, I do. So I journal in the mornings. It's a hodgepodge of all kinds of different things, whether it's just planning out my day or if I have something on my mind that I need to get out but I also like to make sure that I write down, you know, some good things that are going on for me or, you know, that kind of thing. I also, um, I do red light therapy. It's part of my healing practice. And because it's so bright, you have to close your eyes. I, I like to meditate and do a little bit of a gratitude practice while I'm doing oh, that. I love that. Yeah. A little bit of habit stacking going on there. Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay. I see you. Okay. Last one. What would be your best advice for those who want to start showing up on social media? Do it scared. You will get better at it. It's not about 
your number of followers. It's about showing up in in a way that is easy for you, that is authentic for you, that feels good. You don't have to mimic anybody. Showing up as yourself, it takes time to figure that out too. It's okay if you don't know what that is, but don't be afraid to get in there and play with it and be new at it. I love that. Yeah, you guys get started. Start with something. Something is better than nothing. You will find yourself in the process. One of my things that I did when I started my business is I would write a post every single day, every single morning, like when I was like feeling good and like, you know, I'm like, okay, I'm going to work on my business. I feel good. I would write a social media post. I wouldn't share them all, but I would get in the habit of writing them. And through that, I found my voice. And so many people say like, oh my gosh, your posts sound just like you. I feel like I know you from reading that. And that comes with practice, right? The practice of just doing it, even when you're a little bit lost. Yeah. They, they say the same thing for writers, right? They're like, how do I become a writer? I'm like, right. Just right. Well, and another thing that's so cool about being an entrepreneur is Jessica, you are a writer. You're also a speaker because you're on podcasts. You run a podcast, right? There's just so many skills that you pick up through this. So you guys are writers. You guys are creative directors, right? You're entrepreneurs, business owners, yep. coaches, so many things, accountants, <laughs> editors, we make yeah. graphics, we yeah. <laughs> graphic designers, graphic designers are probably, they're not graphic designers, Sarah, I've seen your stuff. It's not good. Your stuff like, sucks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. This was awesome. Jessica, thank you for taking the time. Honestly, like I appreciate you so much. I know that our coaches in the community freaking love you and love your advice. If people are listening to this for the first time and they want to check out what you're up to online, where should we send them? Yeah, you can follow me on Instagram at Live It Up Wellness, and you can check out the podcast Hungry for More. We're on Apple, we're on Spotify, we're on most platforms. So amazing. Okay, I will put all of the links in the show notes on the podcast. And if you're watching the video, they will be underneath the video in the podcast. All right, Jessica, thank you so much for being here. Thank you, Sarah. This was awesome.